Homeland Security Science and Technology Directorate has reorganized. It aims to work more closely with the department's operating divisions, focusing more on the application of new technology and less on traditional research and development. Joining me with the details, senior official Bill Bryan. Mr. Bryan, good to have you on. Thanks, Tom. It's an honor to be on your show. Tell us what's going on there at Science and Technology. Well, we've gone through a revitalization. Uh, you know, it's, uh, we, we need to be able to get technology out to the field faster. Uh, we recognize the importance of having to be more nimble and creative in how we do business. Uh, you made the point uh, in your introduction that, you know, we're having to go outside of the normal bounds of traditional R&D, frankly, because we don't have the luxury of time. Uh, we are in a law enforcement agency, and uh, so when we have technologies and we find gaps in our capabilities, we need to address those sooner than later. So we had to make some changes in how we do business, and if we're going to if not get ahead of, at least stay even with the changing threat landscape, and the rapid uh, innovation cycles. And before we get to some of those innovations, what are some activities or projects that might be going by the wayside now under this new reorganization? I don't know that any projects are going by the wayside. Uh, you know, we have uh, the biggest focus, I think, for us right now is that we want to ensure that everything that we're doing is customer-focused and customer-driven. That was something that we've lacked in the past. Uh, and we need to do it much, much quicker. So we used to have annual, yearly uh, calls for R&D requirements. We're now doing that on an ongoing basis and actually leveraging a stronger technical scouting capability uh, because I believe in many cases a lot of the solutions that we're looking for are complete or out there in some way, shape, or form at some degree of, of completion, and we need to tap into that so we can fill our capabilities and gaps much faster and more efficiently. We're also focusing on the technology transition and commercialization. So our stakeholders are involved from the very beginning of every project to the very end of that to ensure that these capabilities actually get into the hands of the operator. And how does the process work? A operating division might have a requirement that would come into you. When I say requirement, I mean a, you know something new, not, not just a standard acquisition requirement. And then the science and technology division, in turn, puts that out to places that might be able to help out. Absolutely. So we've come up with a team approach, a much more of a matrix organization. Uh, and this matrix organization will now allow us to pull from all different capabilities and resources within S&T. So if a customer comes in with a requirement, we're able now to bring not only the program manager into this, but the subject matter experts, the technical scouting team, our operations analysis folks, our intellectual property folks, and together as a team, we're able to better address uh, the needs of that customer. Now, science and technology is helping a wide range of missions and agencies, everything from FEMA to TSA. I mean, they have, you know, and, and all of the people involved in the Coast Guard, I guess, even to some extent, to say nothing of the whole border and border control situation. So you've got a really wide range of missions and technological needs. How do you, how do you sort it all out? Well, it's amazing. It's interesting that a lot of these technologies uh, that are requested by one customer are often requested by another. So there are a lot of opportunities for some of these technologies who may be uh, supporting directly one customer to be able to be adapted and applied to some of the other customers. And that's one of the roles that we play within science and technology to bring some efficiency into the R&D capabilities across the department. And tell me more about what the tech scouts do, the tech scouting team does. Well, as I mentioned, I believe in many cases a lot of the technology we're looking for exists in some way, shape, or form. So first we have to find that, and we have to have a very deliberate disciplined and comprehensive approach to going out across the globe and finding that technology that's going to fit that capability gap. Now, having to do that, 
we also have to have the ability for industry to want to be able to effectively and efficiently work with us. So we are a customer service organization, and we have to act like a business. We can't act like a bureaucracy. And so we have to have more rapid acquisition uh, processes and contracting processes in place to be able to award contracts much faster to be able to get this technology into the hands of our customer faster. We're speaking with Bill Bryan. He's senior official performing the duties of the Undersecretary for Science and Technology at the Homeland Security Department. And then that comes to the choice of what sorts of places you go in industry because the government has contracts one way or another with thousands and thousands of companies, some of which will say they can fulfill anything you ask them for. But then there's that vast imagined in some instances cadre of suppliers that are not doing business with the government, aren't on any IDIQs or GWACs, and yet have some really hot new technology. So how do you, how do you find what's the best place to start looking? Well, we certainly advertise the capabilities the needs with the department in several ways. And we have several tools that are at our disposal. We have the Silicon Valley Innovating Program, which allows us to tap into entrepreneurs, uh, university students, uh, startups, for example, are, are ways that they can tap into satisfying those requirements much more rapidly. We also have uh, challenges that we can go out with, uh, technology challenges, uh, when we have a, a need we need an immediate answer for. And we've been able to actually save uh, lots of time, as in months, if not a year or so, on getting technology to the field through some of these challenges, the prize challenges that we have. And some of the agencies, I'm thinking of TSA, have their own technology scouting organizations. Do they work with science and technology? Yes, we are We are tightly linked to all of our components. It is not our, our objective to take over what other good things are happening within the other components, but rather leverage and work with them and partner with them. Again, we want to look for efficiencies across the department, not necessarily get in the way of getting the technology into the hands of the operator. Now, the Defense Department has similar needs and requirements, and they've set up some similar structures, like this whole Silicon Valley operation. Do you work with them at all? We, we, are, uh, we do work with them. Um, we are aware of the programs that they have within the Department of Defense, and many of the, the technologies that they're being able to tap into and leverage, we are made aware of and we have knowledge of, and we're also able to tap into as well. And what kinds of people are you looking for to join science and technology to help in this refocused effort? Well, we're always looking for science and scientists and engineers. We are still the science advisor to the Secretary of Homeland Security, but we're also looking for good program managers, contracting specialists. We always keep our eyes out there for good, talented folks. And within science and technology, there's a wide range of areas where we can bring in a wide range of different talents to help fill out this matrix organization that we're pursuing. And you've got openings? Yes, we do have openings. And probably within the next month or so, we're going to be advertising probably uh, 30 to 40 positions within science and technology. Okay. And uh, any specific requirements that have come across your desk you might have seen that are kind of interesting in case anyone's listening that might be able to want to join in and help? Well, you know, if you look at the entire Homeland Security enterprise, it's quite broad. Um, certainly, the department recently received legislation on countering small UASs. Uh, this is the newest and next big venture in business that we're going to be involved in. We've been involved in UASs for a long time, from, from the tracking of them and identifying them. Uh, but now this is going to take on a whole different uh, road. We also uh, opioids. Opioid detection um, at the border before they come into the country, how to track the source, where they came from. So these are just a couple of big big ticket items right now that uh, that we're focusing on as a department. Yeah, and that really points to a wide range of sciences and technologies from detecting, say, traces of a chemical to maybe autonomy in drones or groups of drones. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we're, as I said, we have a, a, a great cadre of talented folks right now already working on this. 
developing the right policies to put in place and crafting the right requirements to be able to go out and address these as much as science can, because that's my focus, is on the science side. It's not the policy side of this. So we have to bring the best we can to bear on the science side. And a final question. You mentioned tech transfer. Uh, How does that work in the Homeland Security context? But we have to ensure that when we get done developing a technology for a customer, that we have a customer to hand it off to. And that takes both our part as well as the customer's part. They have to prepare to acquire the technology that's developed. So they need to be on board from the very beginning of the requirement process so that they are fully aware of where we're at in the developing of that technology. So at the very end of it, they're already making plans throughout that process to be able to acquire what we develop, and it gets out to the field as smoothly and as quickly as possible. Bill Bryan is senior official performing the duties of Undersecretary for Science and Technology at the Homeland Security Department. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate that. Find more information and a link to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at iTunes or Podcast One.